Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. How are you today? Hey, peeps. Hello. <laughs> so today we are discussing how to survive your marriage in tough, unexpected situations. Yikes. So for those of us who have been married a long time, mm-hmm. both Phyllis and I have been married, well, you've been married 30. 30. And we'll I, be 31 this May. 31 yeah. and I'll be married 24 in October. Ugh. We know that marriage isn't perfect, and quite honestly, one of the hardest things in life is learning to navigate marriage when things don't go as Mm. planned. So I'm going to start with something kind of funny. So um, (laughs) I can't believe I got a little addicted to the show. Yes. Why? I'm going to take the TV away from you. (laughs) Called Love is Blind. And if you have not seen it, I I don't know. I I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It's, it's (laughs) this, they put these people in these pods and they're not allowed to see one another. That's crazy. Crazy. And so they go on, they, they go through these series of dates. And so it's hilarious. Without because, seeing each other? Yeah, they don't see each other at all. How do they go on the dates? They're in these pods. Like he's one no, thing. Yes, they are yes. not. So you guys are going to want to go watch it. So, crazy. <laughs> so tomorrow's the season finale, and I'm like dying, okay? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> Better than The Bachelor. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so they're in these you pods. Got, I love, no, I have to just tell you on our note, she's all, I got sucked in. <laughs> I totally got sucked in. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is stupid. And then I'm like, what? (laughs) So they're in these pods and you go through like a series of dates, but you know, they're taking notes because you don't see them. Right. So like, how do you remember who they are? So how do you go on the date? I don't get it. They just talk. You just sit. So through the pod? Yeah. It would be like like if we were in two separate rooms talking. Yeah. But we don't, you don't ever see them. So are they eating while they, yeah, I mean, some of them them are like really drinking you know, wine. Some Excessive of them are, wine. Some of them are like in their pajamas. They're in a pod. Some, yeah, they're in this pod, right? Ew. So, so then they decide like who they have the biggest connection with, and you might come in for maybe more than one date if they had a connection with you, oh and then gosh. they end up basically getting engaged. Mm-mm. So like they don't even see each other, so they don't even know what each other looks like. And they say, will you marry me? And it's, then, the new, it's a 2020 version of arranged marriage. Right. But, they, but they're arranging their own marriage, which is really strange. So they basically you meet the person for the first time. Like they reveal it. So you don't know if like the guy ain't got no teeth. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying. It's a little weird. But You're like, was, oops, nope, that was not. I'm not kidding. Like I was like, oh my goodness, this oh. is crazy. Because, you know, I mean, we all know that when you meet someone, you, you feel like you might feel this instant connection. Yeah. You might not. But then, but then as you get to know them that, you know, it's it grows so and different. grows and grows. Yeah. But I do think that like, I know that, and I get the preface, like they don't, you know, they don't want you to know Just what they look, look at like. the physical. Right. Yeah. And I get that part of it, yeah. but I do think that there is something about the physical that you kind of have to have this connection. You have to have chemistry. So as it goes on, you just see like, there was this one mm-hmm. guy on the episode who he comes out with this very like controversial thing that had happened in his past, which obviously you're not going to get down to in what, two weeks talking exactly. you know, to each other. Cause there's a lot of things that you don't even know about someone even six months into a relationship. Mm-hmm. So he like just starts to get kind of 
abusives, yells at her, tells, oh, tells the girl my. to fix her weave. I mean, oh, it, was, my. it was hilarious. Anyway, I say all that to say <laughs> that, like, you know, marriage, and we talked about it in our last episode, mm-hmm. it's, it's, love is not a feeling, it is an action, mm-hmm. and you have to act every day on that. And so, you know, when you're going through a tough situation in marriage, like, yeah. you really, I mean, you better make sure that you love that person and those vows oh, that you took so true. are you know, they, they mean something. Those mm-hmm. vows mean something. It's mm-hmm. not for, you know, when we're on vacation and when life is peachy and mm-hmm. everything's great, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have in our, in my 24 years of marriage, I've seen friends lose husbands. I've seen people lose children. I've seen people deal with cancer. Like those are things that, that that's just not written, in, you know, in stone. I know that if, yeah. if I had seen my script yeah. of what I would go through in 24 oh, years of marriage, would you not run away? I would totally run away. Oh, so would I would have been like, away. nope, not you. Sorry. Yeah. Is there an easier one? But is there I don't an think there one? is an easier no, one. No, I don't think so thing. either. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think yeah. it matters if you marry the perfect person and you think you have this perfect life. There's yeah. it's life and things yeah. are tough. So Phyllis, I mean, do you have one situation in oh particular? My so many situations. My, my head just started like, spinning <laughs> through my life right now. Well, you know, so here's what just popped in my head. This is like totally off. You're, you're not going to expect this either, but it brought me back to my first marriage. Mm. And I was thinking like, cause I know, so we're talking about sticking it through, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. But, um, it's so weird because, um, I care about my first husband, Mm -hmm. but I knew when we lost our son, like there was, um, something between us that I just knew instinctually that, um, we weren't good together in that kind Mm -hmm. of situation. Like it wasn't, I don't even know how to say this nicely because, you know, I, I don't have any ill will towards right. him, but just the fact that um, I didn't see qualities that I thought long term mm-hmm. would um, satisfy me right. and like what I wanted in a spouse. And I think because we kind of rushed the relationship, even though we had known each other since we were children, um, our parents were friends. And so really since we were babies, but I didn't know, know him. And so mm-hmm. I think... So I would start there and say, like, you know, please try to know all the feelings and situations and before that. you get married. I think you we said had that talked in an about that one time yeah. that you were saying, like, so you got to know every so level. We hit like the worst tragedy you could hit, which mm-hmm. is losing a child. Mm-hmm. And and I will, you know, we I think we've said before to it, like eighty percent of the marriages yeah. split up mm-hmm. after the loss of a child. But I just um, no disrespect to him, but I just felt like I don't think the love was there, you mm-hmm. know, that really I wanted to even try. I just knew, yeah. I think like, I always feel like we were really good friends, but we, they're just, when you talk about chemistry, right. Yeah. There was just something missing where I was just like, I don't think this is my life partner right. and I can't put my finger on it. I just knew that he wasn't my life partner. I just saw things where I was like, something's not right. And mm-hmm. so, um, I have great respect for him. I wish him well, like we're, you know, we're okay. We don't really see each other, but you know, I've, I've gone, I've attended his mom's funeral. You know, he asked me to come and we shared a child together. And so I have great respect for him, but I'm really like, for me, I was glad that I made that decision to, to kind of walk away from that marriage then and be, and I feel like it was the right decision because then at 27, I met Mike, got married at 
I don't know, something, 30 30 something. (laughs) And, um, and so, you know, we've been together 31 years, like I said, so, you know, we've had a successful marriage, but I will say, um, the tragedies we've gone through is we've both lost a parent Mm -hmm. and watching, um, you know, Mike's dad struggled with alcohol and, um, there was just a lot of times where it was very stressful on our marriage because, he would get phone calls in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. where his dad would have like these mini strokes and just different little situations where he would be rushed to the hospital. And, you know, the doctors kept telling him, you have to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. He had diabetes too. And, and he told him, you know, like you're, you're going to die. And, Mm -hmm. but the, but he wouldn't listen to the doctors and he didn't believe it. And, Mm -hmm. um, so it put a huge strain on our marriage because I was trying to be supportive, but it was just, there's a lot of anger and a lot mm-hmm. of frustration there. And at there. the same time, that's his father. And so it's very, yeah. Like, very so it was like this mm-hmm. crazy thing. And the same with my mom, mm-hmm. like my mom did all these crazy things and Mike had to be supportive of that. But yet he and I, other crazy family members. And he's like, why do you let these people walk mm-hmm. all over you? And it's like, cause it's your family. Right, and then right. you have to learn to set boundaries. And right. so there's, so those kind of tragedies, like you don't, you don't expect those kind of things to happen. Um, you, I don't know. I don't think anything can prepare you for different family members and things that happen within your marriage, um, that really test you. And then I will yeah. say another thing just between us was between Mike and I in the stress of our marriage was when he did, um, walk away from his job for a while and took another job thinking it was supposed to be better and it was worse yeah. and he was away longer and the kids were stressed out mm-hmm. and he was so stressed when he'd come home, the kids would hide. Like they would, they're like, dad's coming home because they knew he'd been in commuter traffic yeah, for so right. long. And he, he might be grumpy. <laughs> it was like worse than grumpy. Yeah. It was like this weird energy of like, the kids were fearful because he was just so, um, just a different person. Like he was so beyond stressed out. I think with men in particular, um, it's really hard for them to express that emotion. So, because I, I mean, I know from Jason when he's been miserable at a job, like you they feel, shut down. You just feel the energy. Yeah. Like he's quiet. He's not his yeah. jovial self. Like he and just they come have, in and yeah. it's a weird. Yeah, it's just a and different. And so I had to pull him in the bedroom one night. We had a come to Jesus moment, and I said, "I'll never forget this because we we had quite a fight, and not a. It wasn't like a screaming fight. It was just like." If this doesn't change, I'm not sure we're going to make it through here. And he's like, you can't say that. And And I love, I love that you're so honest about that because I think, I don't care how wonderful your marriage is. Sometimes you get to the point where you're just like, I'm so frustrated. And it's not that you don't want your marriage to work. It's that you're at this frustration point. You just want this thing to go on Mm -hmm. one more day. It's just like, I can't live under this kind Mm of circumstance. Like my kids are running to their rooms. You're coming Mm -hmm. home beyond stressed out. So I basically, I'll never forget. I said, you have, I think Ariel was going into high school and I said, you have four more years with your daughter and then she's gone. She's Mm going to go to college. So like, if you don't start spending quality time, like it's over, like Mm -hmm. you don't get that back. And I can't stress that enough. Like you guys, if you're not connecting as a family and your kids are entering high school, like that's not going to get better. You have to work at that. Like you, that can become a huge tragedy in Mm -hmm. your marriage because your children will go away having a, a horrible 
um, memory of what their family life was like. And I didn't want my kids to have that. And so we had a huge talk that night. He agreed. Like, he's like, I'm so stressed out. I don't mean to be this way. And I said, I know you don't, but I literally, I can't live in this anymore. Like I, I can't keep being the cheerleader and trying to do this. And so, um, everything shifted from there. So he went, ended up coming back to his other job that he has now. And, you know, he was able to pick the girls up from school. It was, it just completely shifted, but it was because the communication, um, was there. The love was there. The, Mm -hmm. the commitment was there. That was the kind of man I knew I wanted to marry. Well, and I think that's the kind of man when you marry somebody like that, that you can, you might have to peel back a few mm-hmm. of the layers to get to that point. But then once you're there, like he's, cause there's he's a lot willing of, to yeah, work he's willing at to it. work at mm-hmm. it. And I mean, you know, for me, our biggest struggle was, uh, when Tiana died. Right. I mean, and I actually, this episode came from somebody who asked like, mm-hmm. how do you survive your marriage after mm-hmm. a child that dies? And yours did not. And, and mine did, mm-hmm. but I believe, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons why that, um, but that's not saying that it was, that it's been easy. And even, I, you know, I was talking to this lady the other day and I think she'd said her son had been gone 20 years and mm. her husband still has a hard time processing mm. it and communicating it. And, you know, that was probably our biggest struggle was Jason completely shut down. Yeah. Like he went into complete work mode where yeah. he was like not around. And then to top it off, which I know I mentioned a while back in an episode, I got laid off my job shortly mm-hmm. after she died. So you combine the death of a child yeah. and then the loss of a job where at the time I was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And so it just caused so much like turmoil in our marriage. You know, here we were raising Nina. She was four. I didn't have a job. I was dealing with grief. He was trying to process it all and figure out how are we going to make this all work, you know? And I mean, at one point, I mean, I will say I love my husband so much because he has always been such a hard worker and I, and I appreciate that was his escape. I, I realized that, but at the same time, like he had to do what he had to do. So but I, I love when you talked that. about how he would mow lawns. He, he did. Would, he used to, and I remember uh, him being embarrassed about that. I yeah. remember he used to, he had this truck and he used to put his lawnmower in the back mm-hmm. of his truck and belt it in. And he used to mow all these women's lawns. Mm-hmm. It was a, like a little elderly. It was like a neighborhood that had all elderly women. They loved him. We need it. He was, he yeah. was their heart, he hot was, gardener. He was their he was boy. Their, yeah, he was their <laughs> hot gardener and he would mow all the lawns. And, you know, I remember he would come home with just cash in his hand and he handed it to me so that so we could, Right. pay the bills and eat, you know, dinner, and, you know, we just did the, the empty, so empty nest, we did yeah. an empty nest, um, episode before this. And, uh, you know, we're talking about how kids are like, Oh, it's so hard yeah. being a boy, go yeah. out there and mow the lawn. Like, yeah. I go, mean, he like worked, don't be proud. Like and get, do what you have to do and, to get your life back in order. And that's what I'm saying. And it did yeah. take him longer to process it. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a real, like, I, that was a good, three, I want to say three years. Like if I went back in my journal, it was probably Mm. a hard three years. And it was a hard three years where he really did not process the death of our daughter, which was hard for me because it could have totally split us up because I was, as I was home, I was processing. Mm. So I was crying. Mm -hmm. I was staying up at night. He had to sleep. I mean, he, he would get up for work at I think he left the house at like four 30 in the morning and then he'd get home probably around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. He'd rest for about an hour or two. And then my dad, 
and him were doing all these like side jobs at mm. night. And so then he wouldn't get home till 9 PM and he'd do it all again the next day. And then on Saturdays mm. he was mowing lawns. And so he never processed. And mm. then we never talked because right. he was never home. Which so is I, common. Which, yeah. So yeah. he, so I'll never forget this one time in particular where, um, it was Tiana's birthday. And I want to say it must've been maybe her second or third year she had passed. And, I made breakfast. It was Saturday morning. No, you know, no big deal. And I go to sit down with my plate and my husband was just sitting at the table bawling. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it took three years for him to process it. Mm -hmm. Um, and to really like talk about it. Um, but I had to just give him the space to be able Mm -hmm. to do it. And if I had given up on him and and I'm not saying like there were, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into when you lose a child, like, Mm -hmm your sex life suffers, your, you know, all of these things that nobody wants to talk about, I know. you know, all of those things yeah. suffer. And, you know, all of that's really important to make a marriage right. work. I, I was listening to this episode the other day, a podcast, and, you know, they were talking, they were talking about how important your sexual relationship is right. in your marriage. And Forever, I think, by the way. Yeah. And I think I keep thinking when you get older, but yeah. nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Don't think that's going away. I married an Italian. <laughs> yeah. I'm married to Puerto Rican, so <laughs> same, <laughs> same. Um, but no, I mean, in yeah, all, I mean, I know people. That. It's uncomfortable yeah. to talk about, yeah. but I'm like, no, you know what? Like, that's... it is really important to have a sexual relationship with your husband because that is the glue that sticks you guys together. Yeah. I mean, you guys. Well, I have tell, to have. That. I tell my girls like it's, it's. So here's the thing with having a. a we're on a different subject, but we got to talk about this. When your sex life is good, it's like 20% of your marriage because mm-hmm. it's just flowing, right? Yeah. And, th- and then all the other things are, you know, flowing into that. Right. Your communication, your fun times together, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You you talk easier. It's Because men are very physical. Right. When it's bad, it's 90% of your marriage, right? right? Because right. if somebody's not getting something, right. then it's constantly on their mind. So then all the other, other that stuff all goes by the wayside, which, by the way, can create a tragedy right. in your marriage yeah. because... If you're not taking care of that end of it, and believe me, yes, younger kids, 60-year-old people, 80-year-old people still have sex. And so it's like, you know, if you're not nurturing that Mm -hmm. in your relationship, and then all this other stuff, so like tragedies or, you know, like Mm -hmm. just whatever, um, medical things, all those things pile up, it becomes bigger. Yeah. You're not happy people, you know, I notice right away, like my husband's way calmer, Yeah, you know, if we're connected, connected in that way. And it's, um, and that's why it's important to go away Mm -hmm. together and Mm -hmm. date each other Mm -hmm. and all of that. Because when these tragedies hit, if you're already struggling Mm -hmm. in that sense and you're not connecting as a couple, then it's tenfold. Well, and I think, you know, we talk about, I mean, mine was a very drastic, tough situation. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like something I would never wish on my worst enemy because that was probably one of the the lowest, I'll say like the lowest point of my life was losing my daughter. But I think on top, so this is a thing that always, I'm just so in awe of you is that I don't even know how you survived not only losing your daughter, but two weeks later, losing your income, Mm -hmm. you losing your job. Like who would do that to someone who just, but guess what? That's how life works. That's how life is. And you know, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday that's going through some pretty tough situations and, and she's not married, but, but we were talking about how sometimes like I, I told her, I go, 
you know what, in five years, you're going to write a thank you note to that person that has burned you like that. I said, because you know what, the, the best thing that ever happened to me was him, this, this boss letting me go because it made me a different person Mm -hmm. and it did give me time to grieve. Although at the time I didn't think I wanted time to grieve, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure that I would have processed everything the way I needed to. So, you know, I try and look back at it in that way, but I'm, that's not saying that it wasn't tough and it wasn't Mm -hmm. hard on our marriage. And I know that there's a lot of women that have had, you know, miscarriages Mm -hmm. or your husband has been unfaithful Mm -hmm. or, and it's like all of these things, like those are really tough situations to Mm -hmm. get past and through. Mm -hmm. But I think some of the things, like some of the tips I would give is, you know, to communicate and, and I have a hard time because a lot of times, um, you know, communication and allowing each other to, to the space to feel Mm -hmm. can be a little, like people don't quite get that. Okay. A lot of times men just shut down. They don't want to communicate at all. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, sometimes you just have to, to listen to, what they might not be saying that they're actually saying. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll tell a really quick, funny, kind of funny story. So, uh, and my daughter just posted this yesterday and it's kind of funny that we're doing this, but, um, so my daughter's getting married in June and they went, her fiance came to visit her in Southern California and they had this whole week planned and they were going to Disneyland and they were going to go to LA and they were going to do all these things. Right. So their, their Disneyland trip got cut short. She ended up really sick with some sort of virus and was throwing up and like just, it was a hot mess express, people. That was my favorite thing to say. Um, it was, and you know, she's crying and frustrated and he's frustrated and you know, they, they walk through all these things and when she came out on the other side of it, her post was beautiful and I was so proud of like that she, that they were both able to see it through those eyes. Um, and he's like, spoke, this is what real marriage like, is going to yeah. look like. And so, and when I was talking to her, <laughs> Buckle up, buddy. yeah, and when I was talking to her, I was like, babe, I go, you know, I go, I know that you guys have plans and I know mm-hmm. that, you know, you're both disappointed, but at the same yeah. time, like this is just the way life works. Yeah. So you throw make, some kids in there yeah, later on. Yeah. Right? That you always make, happens. Yeah. You yeah. make it, you make the best out of whatever you can mm-hmm. do. And, and, you know, they learned a lot through that. She goes, I think we were in marriage, boot, pre-marriage boot camp. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a start Yeah, because it is, it's really yeah. tough. I think a lot of people walk into marriage thinking it's this, you know, we joke about the reality TV, but you know, oh yes, we have this great connection and yeah. so perfect. And then it's like, dude, uh, we're going to be thing, romantic forever. Yeah, and it's one like, thing it's will different. throw a wrench yeah. in that and, and it can cause divorce. It can cause infidelity. It can cause all these things. And so, you know, I always like to say when you're, when, when you notice that your significant other is off and and it happens, I'm a little more emotional than Jason. So it's easier to read me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes Jason's telling me things without saying anything. And so Mm. I think sometimes like it, it comes out in ways that you have to learn to read him. Yeah. It comes out in ways that you're thinking like, why is he saying that? So mean, but why is he mm-hmm. saying that? And then you come to find out, oh, he's frustrated, it's like frustrated over something over else. Something else yeah. and it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with yeah. a pressure he has at work or yeah. a conflict he has with someone. Which and, a good spouse will recognize yes. that and not take it personally. Right. Like, and I think oh, that is learned though. Yeah. I do feel like that's totally. something that's learned because I think the longer I marry, yeah. the more I you know don't, the cues. Yeah. And the yeah. more I don't take it offensively like mm-hmm. sometimes if he comes home grumpy yeah or, like I'm like oh this isn't I about I want to take it personally yeah I do I'm like and I might for a minute well one day one day I was just like why does everybody else get the best of you and I get the worst of you <laughs> right? but um yeah I and I can tell right away you know if he's had just a limit of a day 
uh, he's barely like eating his dinner. And then he's, just, I'm just like, okay, you need to go to bed. <laughs> you just need to go to bed. And yeah. so he's exhausted. Yeah. And, a, you know, a good spouse recognizes those things like nurture them. Like, yeah. don't get mad. Like we all get frustrated with it. I'm not saying it's like, you know, rose colored glasses, right. but, um, on those times when you can not take it personally, just try to st- take a step back. Like I like what you mm-hmm. said that it's, it's, um, he may be getting mad at this thing and you're like, where's that coming out of left right. field? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then you got to take a step back and go, Oh, I know where this is coming from. And if you're someone who's connected in the marriage and you know exactly Mm -hmm. why that's happening, you're going to recognize that. If you are disconnected in your marriage, you're not going to make it through these hard times. Or if you come off as like always having to, you know, like a lot of times he'll tell me things and I immediately want to like give advice. But sometimes like I've learned to tell myself around to shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, and just let him process and vent and then kind of like what they feel is what they're feeling. And and I think a lot of times we, we tell people like, don't feel this and don't feel that. Mm -hmm. And you're not allowed to, to, to be mad and you're not allowed to. And I get so frustrated because I'm like, actually, if you can process that, you can just work through the situation a whole lot better. And I know, you know, counseling, sometimes I, I also, you know, was saying like some of my tips are seek counsel. Like, no, nobody wants to admit they're in counseling, although it's more acceptable than it's ever Mm -hmm. been. But, you know, I see a counselor all the time. Mm -hmm. I see a counselor probably once a month and it's really for me so that I can process through some of my own things, whether it be at work or my marriage or with my kids or whatever and, and seek counsel together. I mean, I know this one couple that they just had a baby and she was like, you know what? I think we need to see a counselor. Mm -hmm. And there is zero shame in that because if you can nip that in the bed right there before it gets to the next level where you're now resenting each other and you're angry with each other and you don't want to talk that's a problem when the yeah. communication lines completely shut down mm-hmm. that becomes a big it issue does. yeah um and also i just you know pray together and spend time together i know yeah. that sometimes when things are heated it's hard to be like you want to pray with me <laughs> you know maybe not then maybe not then <laughs> not right then um, but you know what there's a lot of times in my head i'll mm-hmm. be praying like if there's a situation yeah. that is just getting heated mm-hmm. there's a lot of times that i'll just Secret be like prayers. okay I'm yeah just or like pray arrow in my prayers head. please yeah please please yeah. you know so um, but i do think spending time together is key yeah. and really trying to listen to one another when you're you know, when you are, have that quiet time mm-hmm. together. To and be I love to... what you put here is learn, learning to be loving and graceful to your partner. Yeah. Like you gotta have, it's marriage is hard guys. It's not like your life is going to be filled with so many outside mm-hmm. things that will affect the emotions in your marriage. And you have to see like, how is your partner hold up to that? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, hopefully find that out before you yeah, walk down the aisle because to... like for me I thought I knew like what I wanted mm-hmm. and I realized the first time out like that was not the spouse that was going to be right. for me and I wholeheartedly believe God was agreeing with yeah. me because he's blessed me with a really beautiful yeah. second marriage and you know I don't recommend divorce for anyone because it is hard yeah. no matter if you're the person walking out or the person mm-hmm. that's been left but I do believe that you get a second chance yeah. and um, you have to be very careful about who you're going to pick as your partner. Mm-hmm. I dated Mike for four years because I wanted to know every facet of him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him in 
every situation as much as possible. And I can tell you, we still didn't know some of the things that we were going to walk through, but we, I knew his strength. I knew his inner strength. He knew mine. And when those situations happen with life that threw at us like huge wrenches, we were able to get through them because we knew how to pull that communication out with each other, comfort each other, love each other, each other's like, you're each other's protectors, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you get married, it's not you and your family. It's you and your spouse, you know, it's not you and your friends. It's, it's the two of you. And so, you know, you really need to protect that relationship. And I even, you know, said to guard your heart because, you know, sometimes I know that a lot of times people get wrapped up in affairs and I've seen it a million times, Mm -hmm. especially in business where, you know, you're not getting what you want at home. So then you go and pour out to somebody at the office. And before you know it, this relationship has now become Mm -hmm. an emotional affair. And then it slowly leads into a A physical physical affair. Mm -hmm. And so I think, especially when you're going through trauma, like, you know, a miscarriage or a loss of a child Mm -hmm. or those kinds of things, you Mm -hmm. really do need to guard your heart and know your boundaries because that's so easily to, that line can so easily get blurred. Um, I have a verse here that I want to share and it's Ephesians 4, 2, and it says, Mm. be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another love. Mm. And I love that because it says humble, gentle, and patient, which are all the things we struggle with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And all the things your marriage needs. And everything your marriage needs and, and grace. Like I just, I know, you know, here's a few questions I just want you to ponder, especially if you're going through a tough situation right now. I mean, we always say one, we want you to know you're not alone. I mean, mm-hmm. Phyllis and I, this is why we want to share this with the world because we want you to know that like, no matter what situation you're going through, like we get it. Like we, we may not understand your specific situation, but we do get it. So how does the situation affect you and how are you dealing with it? Are you bitter? Are you angry? Mm. You know, what do you need to get rid of that? You know, maybe it's pride. Maybe it's, I want to be right all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's, maybe that's where you need to really look at, look inward and go, you know, Mm -hmm. man, am am I being prideful in this situation? How can you get back on track? Uh, Maybe it's a date weekend, a date night. And and sometimes it may take more than once or twice. You you know, it's like, you gotta be wooed back sometimes. And I know for my husband, sometimes we'll get in an argument and he'll, he's really good at bringing me flowers. He He is really good. He loves to bring me flowers, but you know, sometimes I'll get a little extra a little extra flowers, a little extra bouquet. Like if he's, you know, he knows he's kind of crossed the line. (laughs) Mine leaves post-it notes on my car. I love you. (laughs) I I don't leave a flower on my, in my, I'm like. Oh yeah, Michael pick a flower from outside, which is super I know our husbands are cute. Kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Those little weirdos. Yeah, or like when I'm leaving for uh, for a business trip, I'll leave a flower with a note in there. So So that's, you know, do something like that you would have done when you dated. Like stop acting like, yeah. You know, I got her. Now I don't need to do anything special for her. Surprise her. Like, yeah. and I'm going to say right now to the guys dating and the people that are engaged, you better be pursuing that person actively. <laughs> I am not kidding. Like you should be like pursuing them yeah. because that's well, going to be your spouse. Whatever their love language yeah, is. Whatever find their out. love language yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. And how can you learn to be more loving and give grace to your partner? Mm. And so how. And I, that's I mean, part of that. Yes. It goes along with that. So especially during tough times, like take a step back and wake up in the morning and go, what could I do like that would just mm-hmm. bring some calmness to our relationship right now in this crazy season? Maybe it's like going out and getting them a cup of coffee mm-hmm. 
um, whether you make it at home or go out and buy her favorite mocha or whatever. Um, yeah, I know you love flowers. Mm -hmm. I'm not like a huge flower person, but I love when Mike brings some little surprise home to me that, I mean, I it, just can, it can be a, a food thing, yeah. like a food, like he'll bring me hot tamales. <laughs> Well, how about those wonderful beignets? <laughs> yeah, we like the beignets. Like beignets. So whatever it is, like, yeah. to, and the same with you, like, um, I know that certain things that, you know, food things that he likes or um, he loves a clean kitchen at the end of the day. Like, yeah, those can seem weird, but like, especially in the middle of something where it's stressful, the less stress that yeah. you can bring upon the marriage, mm -hmm. find those things that can relieve that like tension. Like when I come up from a business trip and all the laundry's folded. Oh, oh that's like a glory oh, hallelujah moment. I'm oh, not okay. Man. <laughs> that's, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, 24 Carat Tribe, for joining us today. We want you to subscribe and share, share. And if you have not followed us on 24 Carat Conversations podcast, please do so. And until next time, peeps, sparkle on. Bye. Bye.